0: You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. We, are, we have a fun little show here. Matt threw this at me. This is, I think, Matt railroading me. He's had this planned for weeks. He's got all this... Uh, all, all these cheat sheets and all this worked out in his head. And he said, hey, do you want to do a running back fantasy draft, running backs only? And I said, sure. So um, this is me just right off the cuff doing this, and th- which is a lot of fun for me. So uh, I love this. But he, he did give me the first pick. So we're going to do a running back only fantasy draft and just go back and forth so both of us are going to pick a bunch of running backs I don't know how far you want to take this Matt maybe the top 20 top 30 running backs something like that yeah, we did we'll the top thirty. goes
0: until, it, until the, the times the thing the bell rings and says we should be done okay so we can go as far as deep as you want but a lot of people have been asking me fantasy questions as you can imagine mm-hmm. you know what are your running back ranks so I thought this would be a fun way to kind of I don't have official ranks but they tend to change when you're on the clock so I wanted to be on the clock a lot so I had to make some tough decisions so I could start to really build these rags up
1: absolutely I, I love that so we have to make some hard decisions you can't hedge on this because you have to choose one guy or the other and it's kind of like yeah. when we did our receiver. we did we, it wasn't fantasy but we did rest of career wide receiver draft a few weeks ago and we just went back and forth and drafted 30 wide receivers and talked about it I think it was actually a two-day event for us here we'll try to get this into one day but who knows if it's fun maybe uh, maybe we'll go even longer and into tomorrow with this but there is some news actually we've got to get to first and there is report first of all i just saw this and i love it because training camp's crazy uh there was somebody called trey lance mahomes 2.0 uh to which i'm like okay calm down it's a week of training camp but right now trey lance is passing all the hurdles um most people have you know really great things to say about their players in their camp everything's rosy and so you never really know what's actually going on with these players how good they're going to be but uh, you hear a lot of funny stuff like that this time of year so pump the brakes everybody out there just calm down a little bit But one player that's not getting those accolades, uh, I don't know what he's actually doing in training camp, but most coaches are really complimentary of their players at this point in the season. It's funny because with the 49ers specifically, who I cover the closest, uh, John Lynch was on with Adam Schefter on his podcast, and he said Garoppolo's playing the best football since he's been there. So we've got the best version ever of Jimmy Garoppolo, who's already been to a Super Bowl, and we've got Mahomes 2.0 behind him. So everything looks great for the 49ers, if you believe any of that. Uh, But I thought this was funny in contrast on Mac Jones, Josh McDaniels said, quote, he's good at getting yelled at.
0: So <laughs> he didn't try to. He didn't <laughs> well, I guess Nick Saban probably yelled at him plenty over the years.
1: <laughs> which which I don't know if that means he's getting yelled at a lot or if he's coachable. So that could be taken either way. But I thought that was a great quote in contrast to Mahomes 2.0 when it comes to Trey Lance and some of the other uh, things we're seeing around the league. I just thought that was funny.
0: That's outstanding. And real quick, just because I didn't know we were going to go down that road. You've heard some mixed things about Justin Fields. It sounds like Dalton is pretty strongly the leader for week one. Um, the other three, as you mentioned, Lance, Lawrence, and Wilson, you're hearing, you know, wonderful things about. And, you know, you you brought up Jimmy too. I just wanted to reiterate this tweet that I sent out yesterday, and I think you retweeted it or liked it or whatever. I quoted you on it, but it's from from Shieldkopedia who's doing – Really good work for the athletic. And I, I got this out of his guide. All these guides come out. But the Niners section, it said, if we isolate the snaps, Jimmy G has taken over the last four years. And trust me, I realize he's missed time. The Niners offense is top five in EPA per play with Jimmy behind center. Without him, they're 27th. And I just wanted to get your take on that real quick because, my take is Jimmy's better than people think, first and foremost. And, hey, if my Steelers grabbed Jimmy next year, I wouldn't cry about it. The backups behind Jimmy are worse than people think. The system is wonderful, but might get a little overrated. Who's behind center might actually matter, contrary to popular belief. And by no means am I saying this because, you know, they shouldn't go draft Trey Lance. You know, I mean, if he's a special player, you go get a special player that you can count on.
1: It's tough, yeah, because the 49ers spent so many resources and they looked into Deshaun Watson, they looked into Matthew Stafford, and then ended up trading a bunch of draft picks to go up and get a quarterback at number three. So obviously they're trying to replace Jimmy Garoppolo, so he's not perfect. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you follow the money and they're paying Jimmy Garoppolo $26 million. You don't pay a backup quarterback $26 million either. So it's really hard to figure out exactly what the plan is, except for the fact that the 49ers want the best quarterback situation they can have. And they're not worried about how many resources they're funneling into that position because that's how important it is. And I think a lot of it is Kyle Shanahan seeing Patrick Mahomes and some of the other, you know, playing against, Josh Allen and just seeing like, yeah, you know what? I kind of want one of those. I, I want to have some <laughs> like fun. One of those, yeah. I think that's what it all comes down to. We'll see how fast it comes for Trey Lance, but I don't know. I think smartly they didn't expect him to be ready by week one, but who knows? He's having a good camp, and and he's passing all the tests and jumping all the hurdles, so maybe he'll be ready. But when it comes to Jimmy G in this top five in EPA per play, and then without Jimmy 27th, I so much of that is how bad the other quarterbacks have been. And yeah, we've had this right, conversation right. a lot and Locked On 49ers is – was Jimmy Garoppolo is he, is he really good or has his competition in the quarterback room just been so awful that that Kyle Shanahan's propped up a backup quarterback in Jimmy Garoppolo for so long but he's playing alongside number 3s and and probably number 4 quarterback types that shouldn't even be on rosters and making him look that much better by comparison so what'll happen when they do get one of these top quarterbacks and somebody who is uh is a top Five quarterback in the NFL what could that potentially look like so it's hard to know I think it's a little bit of both Jimmy G probably doesn't get uh, enough credit sometimes for how good he is and how much the 49ers win when he's in there even though he's imperfect but he's missed half the games too which is which is part of it with the injury part of it can't be ignored with Jimmy Garoppolo but his competition has been so bad and yeah. uh, I think that there's absolutely a little bit of both of that when it comes to Jimmy G but he's not a bad quarterback and he, he's one of the best 32 quarterbacks in the nfl and probably one of the best you know 20 quarterbacks in the nfl but he's not one of the best 10 quarterbacks in the nfl
0: yeah and i didn't mean to take up a ton of time with that but i mean you could definitely win games with him as well and i think all the above is true i mean the backups are bad so what other little notes are going on around the league before we do this running back draft
1: yeah absolutely uh very much the so basically to to sum it up garoppolo's in that zone with you know Kirk cousins and some other guys where it's like yeah. you know you can win with them and you can lose with them and they're not going to embarrass themselves and it depends on what else is going on with your football team.
0: And of course you have to mention health though with him. Right. Health health
1: is a big one. He's 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 missed. Yeah. Jeff Gladney. Did you hear this story? I mean, we're talking about a prison sentence potentially for Jeff Gladney. So, um, a Texas grand jury charged Gladney with domestic violence by impeding breathing for intentionally knowingly and recklessly causing bodily injury and applying pressure to a woman's neck and throat if convicted he could serve up to 10 years in prison and after that all played out the Vikings immediately released the 2020 first round draft he's a first round draft pick at corner just a year ago Jeff Gladney now uh, released by the Vikings and dealing with something very serious that could see prison time for him uh, due to uh, something that happened in Dallas in April
0: yeah, you hate hearing this. Obviously, um, I'll stick to this—the football side of it. But it's kind of like you know the Titans with Wilson, the first-round pick right tackle that they got nothing out of. I mean, you burn right, you burn first-round picks and get zero on the field, basically from these guys. That really puts a franchise back. Luckily, they do have a handful of corners there that are interesting, including Patrick Peterson. And the defense was really injured last year, but man, this is rough. And um, you know, we'll see. I'm not going to say he's guilty or innocent, but the team acted awful quick.
1: Oh, yeah. And look, this is why when you hear whispers about character concerns with players, and Gladney mm-hmm. was one of those guys, There, the that information yes, that was, was out there for yeah. teams. I don't know what his pamphlet looked like, but it, it probably scared off some teams. The Vikings took a chance on it because he had first-round talent. But that's why. That's why you do all that work. And that's why when you hear there's character concerns, you see a player drop in the draft. That's why, because teams don't want that uh, in their organization.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, again, they had a lot invested in the guy, got very little out of him. We'll see how it goes. But um, usually these teams are pretty clued in to how the uh, verdict and the law and all those things Mm -hmm. and the truth of the matter. And they they let him go immediately.
1: Absolutely. Last note here. And we had talked a little bit about Wentz and who could potentially replace Carson Wentz for half the season or all the season. If his foot injury lingers, um, they're going to go with the a quarterback that's never thrown a pass currently in the NFL, but there could be a guy who's thrown a whole bunch of passes in the NFL available. And I thought this was super interesting from Sam Farmer of the LA times. He said, spent the first half of the day with Philip rivers, who assures me that while he's focused on coaching high school football now, he isn't closing the door on coming back for a stint late in the season if there's an NFL team that needs him. Well, there's an NFL team that needs you at the beginning of the season. I don't know about the end of the season, Phillip, so that doesn't really help. But um, Phillip Rivers maybe could be in that conversation, obviously, with the Colts last year.
0: I'm mad at myself that I didn't even bring it up yesterday. Like, he's you know he's only a year removed. If you called him and said, hey, Phil, can you be ready in two, three weeks? Let's go have another run. He played pretty well last year. I thought he was not going to be the answer for them one year ago. He played a lot better than I expected. I'm not sure Wentz is going to play as well as Rivers did last year. Maybe this is just the beginning of talks, and if the doors open, he might be more convinced than you think. And I just have to throw this out there. If you're making the call to Rivers – You might as well call Andrew Luck, too, while you're at
1: it. I have a feeling the the Andrew Luck call was the first call. And I'm sure he's gotten calls every offseason. And it sounds like it might be the same answer as it was when they probably pre-Went's trade. They probably made that call, too. And it sounds like Andrew Luck doesn't want to come back, if that's the case.
0: Probably not. But, boy, it'd be nice if he did. No,
1: that would be fun. That would be super awesome. What a perfect scenario for him to just roll in and say, you know what? Let's do this.
0: Mm It'd
1: be awesome. Running back draft. How about it? All right. Williamson versus Peacock, two-man, back and forth, running back only, fantasy draft next. You want in on the action? Well, you can get some at betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports. BetOnline even has awards, TV shows, and reality TV you can bet on. Table games, poker, blackjack, real-time, updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. And oh yeah, back to the sports. NFL props, futures, offensive, defensive rookies of the year, Super Bowl champions, win totals, Major League Baseball, all summer long. We've got any number of other things you can get in on the action at betonline.ag. Just remember to tell them that Locked On sent you the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your sports, and it's free to sign up. Just go to betonline.ag, use promo code Locked on and receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Okay, Matt, here we go. I've got the first pick in our fantasy running back draft. We're gonna go back and forth with some of the running backs we can draft here for the rest of this episode. And we're doing PPR scoring, correct? Yes, sir. All right. I'm gonna start off with Christian McCaffrey. And get all those tasty catches. And uh, hopefully he bounces back from an injury last year. And looks like the guy we know he is. Super talented. All the touches coming his way. In the passing game. In the run game. No doubt number one overall running back this year. In redraft leagues for me. Probably no matter what the scoring format is. But especially in PPR.
0: 100% agree. I think that's an easy choice. I think Dalvin Cook at two is also an easy choice. But I don't hear a lot of fantasy analysts worrying at all about Cook's durability. i i have more concerns about that i think than most of these experts and now i'm springing my plan on you you mentioned before you know williamson just springed, that you know threw this at me right before we (laughs) went on the air and and to pull the curtain back i certainly did but i started it five minutes before we decided to go on the air i'm like we don't have a time to talk about let's do this but here's my sneaky move i said Brian, you didn't have any time to prepare, so why don't you take first overall? And really, I just didn't want third or fifth overall. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you sneaky bastard. Yeah, how
0: about that? Yeah, I'd that love third
1: stupid. overall because I'm excited to draft Alvin Kamara here. I have no problems okay. taking Kamara, PPR leagues. He's going to be the focal point of that offense. I don't care who's at quarterback. And if James Winston doesn't like throwing to his running back, well, then they're going to start calling screen passes because there's no reason Alvin Kamara shouldn't see a million touches this year for a Drew Breesless, now Michael Thomasless Saints team to start the year. So Alvin Kamara, I like him in PPR leagues as the number three guy, and I don't have a problem drafted third year.
0: I would have taken Kamara slightly over Derrick Henry. Um Henry's workload over the last couple of years really scares me to be honest with you, but I think he might be a unicorn. He might be a freak my worry with why I didn't want to pick three though is on August fourth. I just think there's a chance that Taysom Hill's a starter, and will he dump it to Kamara? That's my worry.
1: I understand that worry with both quarterbacks because Winston's not a, a check down guy either. But I, I just think with a full training camp, they will get coached to do that, and the game plan will be every week. Look, we, we've got to get the ball in Kamara's hands as much got as one possible. Good guy. And so they will be. They, they will be set touches. It doesn't even have to come with a, uh, you know, within this the within the flow of the game and, and checking down to him and maybe you'll get some of those as well, but they're just going to they're going to force feed Kamara. They they have to if they want to win football games, right? Get it to your best player.
0: Yeah, and I'd certainly trust Sean Payton to totally understand that and recognize it. I bet he gets more touches this year than any time in his career.
1: I might throw you for a loop here. Mm. I don't like the way it sounds with Saquon Barkley coming back from injury. I I don't like this at all. Um, Zeke Elliott did not look like Zeke Elliott last year. That worries me. He's had a lot of carries. Um, There's a lot of other mouths to feed in that Dallas Cowboys office, pretty much the the opposite of what's going on with the New Orleans Saints. PPR League with the fifth pick? I'm going to go Austin Eckler.
0: Wow, okay. I thought I was higher than market on Eckler. My only worry with him is total touchdowns. But we just talked about the Saints. I mean, Lombardi comes over from the Saints. He has to say, Eckler is my Kamara. Kamara never struggled getting in the end zone, even if he isn't the goal line guy, which he is. And boy, I think Herbert Eckler is going to be very productive this year. I like it.
1: That brings us to pick number six. We've got McCaffrey, Cook, Kamara, Henry, and Eckler.
0: I'm in a little bind here too, because I 100% agree with the Zeke Barkley analysis. But how far is too far to let them fall? Again, it's August 4th. I'm sure we're not going to know any more about Barkley in the next coming weeks either. I'm going to go with Zeke, but I would really much rather pick 8th or ninth in the first round. I did not like how Zeke looked last year, but I think that offense will be pretty awesome. And I know Jerry Jones is not going to say put Zeke on the bench.
1: See, I kind of like this. I like drafting in the odds and having the third and fifth pick because that allows me to still sit back and get whichever of Zeke or Barkley felt to me. And I feel a lot better picking him at seven, yeah. not knowing and Barkley, maybe even if he misses the first month, you can still win you a fantasy football championship. So probably still should be a first round pick, even if maybe he's not ready to go to start, the season. So I'll take Saquon at seven, but that's about as early as I want to start drafting guys like Zeke and Saquon, just because I'm not quite sold on them. And in fantasy football leagues, if I had a first round pick and the top three or four running backs were gone, that's when I might start to drift and look at, you know, tight ends and and maybe a quarterback, depending on the scoring, maybe a wide receiver. So, uh, but with running backs only, I'll go Saquon here with the seventh pick.
0: Yeah, I would have too. And I have heard, just listening to other podcasts and things that Barkley is starting to fall to that, like, one-two turn. I mean, I would be all over him there. I mean, if he's healthy or close to it, he's a top-five fantasy running back at worst. I mean, he gets every touch and is the most talented of all these guys we brought up. Um, Speaking of, you know, almost second-rounders, a couple weeks ago, Aaron Jones was going in the second round. I'm taking him here. I think he's a really good player a lot of receptions, a lot of touchdowns. Uh, th- that Packer offense will be great this year.
1: I love that. I mean, that's, yeah, and, and that's why drafting at the turn is probably a nice spot to be this year because you can get someone like Zeke or Barkley or Aaron Jones, come back and another good running back at the turn that we're about to select here in this draft, or you can go end up with, you know, whatever top tight end, top wide receiver, top quarterback at the turn. And I'll have to wait all the way back around and and, and, and have the the second pick of some of those other position groups too. So yeah, the, the more I look at fantasy leagues this year, I feel good about the turn. You feel good about the turn?
0: Yeah, I really want to pick 9, 10 in that neighborhood. I don't like being exactly at 12 because I kind of feel like you're at the mercy. Like that 11th guy will be like, you took a quarterback, I won't take one till you're done. You know, like, I kind of prefer to be in the middle of the rounds as a rule of thumb, but 9-10 is a neighborhood I want to, and would get two backs for sure. I mean, uh, there's going to be 14, 15 backs that we go through here that I'd gladly start every week, and I want two of them.
1: There's a number of good running backs still out there for me, Um, and so this was tough, and I think there is a clear delineation in PPR leagues after Aaron Jones, but I think Joe Mixon, no Giovanni Bernard finally with the Cincinnati Bengals. I don't know how heavily they're going to rely on him in the passing game because there's a lot of other targets, but just talent-wise here with not a lot of competition in the position, I think Joe Mixon will be my selection at number 9.
0: Yeah, I got no qualms with that either, just workload. I mean, I don't think he comes off the field very much. He's super talented. Um, I've I, I drafted him very high last year. I'm torn between two guys, and I'm not going to tell you the other because I'm hoping you don't take him next pick. But I'll homer it up, and I'm going to take Najee Harris, really for the same reason as Mixon. This guy's never leaving the field. He's going to get a Lev Bell workload. I've seen him in person as a receiver, and it's very impressive. And kind of like Mixon, bad O lines aren't a, a, a death knell for you know, running backs in the in, in fantasy. I mean, Dalvin Cook's O line was no good last year, but he still gets a ball all the time. I'll take Harris.
1: That's a good pick. I love Harris. Even if he's, I mean, because Harris could average 3.8 yards per carry and just be a runaway matter. superstar running back fantasy-wise because of yeah. all the touches he's going to get. Even if it's goal not, line yeah, work, yeah. A goal line work, yeah. out of the backfield, yeah. 50 catches maybe. Uh, so, yeah, right. I mean, it's hard to overdraft a rookie in Najee Harris at this point, especially at this point in the draft, even though there's some other stud. Players like a second year guy who should be heavily featured in that Colts offense now that uh, things are looking funky, and maybe he would be a first round pick. He falls, I think, to this point because of the injuries, especially with Quentin Nelson and that offensive line now. But Jonathan Taylor, with what we saw from his rookie year, I think it's a good spot for him at the uh, 11th running back spot.
0: Yeah. I mean, really, a couple weeks ago, he was going five, six, which I thought was a little rich because I think his targets will come down. I mean, I think Naheem Hines is a great receiving back and doesn't always get that credit and is not going away and rivers dumps it off so much to running backs. But at this stage in this fantasy draft, uh, it's hard to argue with him. Mean, he's a great talent, but the guy I was torn with between Harris was Antonio Gibson. And I know he's a little risky. I'm banking on McKissick to go away and Gibson to get more of those catches. I think their offense took a big step forward just in general superstar talent I, I don't think you have to squint real hard to see Gibson is maybe even like a top five pick next year or he could be highly disappointing it's a risky move
1: PPR leagues uh, his height weight speed combo his ability to catch the ball former wide receiver uh, I think that spells fantasy superstar to me so I have mm-hmm. no problem with him right here uh, except for I would have taken one player over him I will tell you who that is next. We'll finish up. looks like we can get to about 24 running backs here. Okay. With our running back only fantasy football draft. We'll finish it up next. Starting to realize that there's no bad time to enjoy a built bar. It's how I started my day today. Did not have a lot of time before I had to hit record and get working. If you are low on time, you want a healthy snack. You need to replace a quick meal maybe. You can't do much better than a low sugar low-calorie, high-protein, high-fiber snack that tastes awesome. And to make it even tastier, I'll tell you how you can get 15% off your next box of Built Bars. Built Bars are great for the health-conscious folks out there, Uh, lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar and even great for a keto diet. That peanut butter flavor, 19 grams of protein, only 180 calories and 5 grams of sugar. Cookies and cream, 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, and 4 grams of sugar. So go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off. That's LOCKED15 for 15% off your next box of Built Bars at BuiltBar.com. Okay, to go over the first 12 running back picks here, PPR scoring, running back only draft, Christian McCaffrey won by me, I have the odds, Williamson has the evens. Cook 2, Kamara 3, Henry 4, Eckler 5, Zeke Elliott 6, Barkley 7, Aaron Jones 8, Joe Mixon 9, Harris 10, Jonathan Taylor 11, Antonio Gibson 12, which leaves me to the newly minted Nick Chubb at 13. He's too good of a running back to go this late, but he just has somebody in the backfield to steal touches away and especially receptions in a PPR league that's the only reason Chubb's going this late because as far as just straight up talent if we were drafting who's the most talented running backs I might have taken Chubb number one and at least in the top four
0: yeah I thought he stood alone here outside you know at at number 13 I'm not sure who to take now I easily would have taken Chubb I think people overthink Chubb a little bit in fantasy Hunt's there he doesn't catch balls he he runs by the best line in the league and is an elite ball carrier that they just gave money. And, and when he came back last year, he was a superstar.
1: And Chubb is easy Ugh. money because he might not get quite the number of touches that Henry does, but Henry's not going to give you a ton in the receiving game either. So if you're willing to take they're Henry in the top five of your leagues, you should be doing backflips for getting Nick Chubb in the second round of your draft.
0: Yeah, they're not much different. You're 100% right. I feel like I'm reaching here and there's because there's just not a guy that's just jumping off the page to me. I'm going to take Edwards Allaire, uh just to be a part of that offense. I don't think his rookie year was as bad as people thought. I think he catches a lot of passes, but I, I don't know if you've heard this, but there's been a lot of really positive Jarek McKinnon buzz coming out of Kansas City. almost forgot about him. One of your old buddies.
1: I've heard about this because uh, I'm, I'm blown away by some of the things I've heard. Kendrick Bourne, Nick Mullins, the best, of cor- according to Sal Palantonio, the best quarterback at Eagles camp is Nick Mullins. Trent Taylor's oh. turning heads in Bengals camp with all the other receivers that got there. All these former 49ers. We, we were we were laughing about that on yesterday's Locked on 49ers podcast. It, it's really funny to see how many former 49ers. And McKinnon did nothing with the 49ers. Like, no. the 49ers fans hate Jarek McKinnon. They overpaid for him in free agency. He was hurt for two full seasons and then didn't really look good at and, all the next year he, he tight, can catch right? the ball a little bit but I mean I, I I'd be blown away if he took any carries and, and touches it all the way from Clyde Edwards Hilaire
0: I would too I mean I just think they haven't even played a game yet you know I mean he'll get hurt in the third preseason game so it's not like <laughs> I'm really worried about McKinnon but I did want to throw him out there
1: I like that though post-hype sleeper with Clyde Edwards Hilaire and I think we might have a run on those second year and younger running backs that aren't rookies anymore. And I'm going to take one right here in J.K. Dobbins. We talked about him recently with uh, the ground-heavy team in Baltimore. Maybe the continued development of his quarterback that could dump the ball down a little bit more to him. That would be nice. And um, by the way, their rookie-wide receiver there, Rashad Bateman. Bateman. Yeah, he's looking pretty good in camp too. So uh, maybe that passing game takes a step up for the Baltimore Ravens, but Too talented, J.K. Dobbins. He can catch the ball if they want to throw it his way. I'll take him at 15, in, and uh, he could absolutely be one of those guys you're drafting in the top five next year talent-wise.
0: I was torn between CEH and Dobbins, to be very frank. Um, And I I think Bateman's going to be a great player, by the way. I'm glad you brought him up because I haven't mentioned that. Uh, I'm in another dilemma here. I'm going to go with another second year back that I really like the talent in Swift with the Lions. Counting on them, losing a lot, throwing a lot to him late in games. Jamal Williams is just a guy that coaches love, though, and he's going to eat into the Swift production. I have no doubt about that.
1: I like it. Another guy who could have a huge breakout season with the Lions. Um they will be throwing a lot late in games, and I think Goff is a good quarterback to to drop it down to his running back. So yeah, that makes it's sense. It's a lot when they were running. Yeah, I'm go Chris Carson here. Okay. Not the hugest PPR type of score, but he's just totally the guy. And year after year, uh, I disrespect Chris Carson and think it's the year that you know maybe he falls off a cliff or somebody else takes the job from him. But he's just a stud, and I have to recognize that. So I got to take him here at
0: 17. Yeah, I can't complain with that either. He's steady. I think that's a really good offense. I want to buy Seahawks in fantasy. I think the Eagles' offense isn't as terrible as people think, and I think Miles Sanders has a chance to be an every-down guy for them. You know, their line should be a lot better if it stays healthy. He's a very good talent, but, boy, he's been a tease since he's been in the league. I mean, he's had some bad Mm -hmm. games. He's risky, but I'm going to go Miles Sanders here.
1: Sanders, I like it. He has been such a tease, man.
0: He has, right. I keep thinking <laughs> he's going to break out, and I'm not sure if he ever will. You know, I own him a lot in Dynasty.
1: I love this portion of the draft because this is where things could go really different on different people's draft boards. What do you? Are you swinging for the fences? What are you looking at with different players, different offenses? What kind of players do you like? Uh, do you want some money in the bank with someone you know is going to be an RB1, or do you take a chance on an RB2 that's – could be highly productive in the passing game and i'm gonna do that he walks in as the backup running back and maybe offensive weapon but rookie travis oh Etienne. that's your
0: guy I, I really wanted to steal him from you at one point <laughs>
1: i wasn't gonna but let I you, you do him. it right i, I love atn I, I i don't and as good as robinson has been i don't think robinson is good enough to hold him off so i think by halfway through the season at the latest travis atn is just gonna be the straight up number one guy and still be getting that work where he's split out maybe and used as a wide receiver and i love that they're featuring in. Featuring him in camp in a pass-catching role, and he's also going to win the number one running back job at some point. So I think he could be one of those guys that is a league winner, and I like him more than most. And I think he's even a bargain here at the 19th running back, and you can get him later.
0: Yeah, uh, he was in consideration for my last pick, to be honest with you. Uh, I should have known I couldn't have waited one more for him. Um, Again, you got to worry a little bit about these blurbs. You know, McKinnon's looking great. I mean, they're not even tackling. There's not many even padded, many padded practices. But you keep hearing these blurbs. ATN is uncoverable in practice. You know, eh, I could see it. All right, I think there's three guys that kind of stand alone here. Uh, this is gonna maybe seem a little rich, but I'm taking Daryl Henderson with Acres out of the equation, and maybe I regret that if they bring somebody in. But I think if they bring somebody in, it's gonna be like Adrian Peterson or some. You know, old, you know, dude. It's not going to be Melvin Gordon. Henderson is explosive. He's going to catch a lot of passes. I like the offense a lot, so I, I'm in on there for for fantasy. A little risky though.
1: I like it. There's some risk involved, but he was a high draft pick. He's an explosive runner, and. To be honest, if you look at their numbers, he produced at a similar level last year to Cam Akers. So if he gets all those touches and now has one less player in the backfield to, to share those touches with, he could absolutely go off. So if you're in the fourth or fifth round range, I think Daryl Henderson does make a lot of sense in fantasy drafts.
0: What do you
1: got? I'm going to go Josh Jacobs, who for some reason yeah. doesn't get the full workload and hasn't been worked in as a pass catcher. And uh, every year I think he's going to more, and I think he's going to more this year, which means he would be an absolute steal at this point. But he's too good not to use in the passing game. Why are they not using the passing game? I have no idea, but I'll go Josh Jacobs here.
0: He's a really good football player, and you get him in the third or fourth round in a fantasy draft – I don't think he's gonna let you down. I I I could definitely see him being on a lot of my teams. I like the football player a lot. This one no one's gonna get excited about. And everyone's worried about Tariq Cohen coming back. Those (laughs) Tariq Cohen type backs, I mean, yeah, he's gonna factor in and he'll probably take a couple catches away from Montgomery. But when he's when Cohen's on the field, the whole world knows what you're doing. You know, I mean Montgomery's a good receiver. He's a good back, you know. If Fields take up, takes over, that always helps a running back as well to have a real weapon as a runner. Um, I think Montgomery's a volume guy and not a sexy pick, but he's an RB two in fantasy, and I'm cool with that.
1: Steady Eddie there with Montgomery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go to Raheem Mostert with this pick, and my reasoning is, whoever gets the most touches in a Kyle Shanahan offense is a superstar and a league winner. Well, right now, it looks like a committee backfield with the 49ers. Um, you might want to, and I'm not big on handcuffs, if you draft Mostert, you might want to handcuff him with uh, the rookie and Trey Sermon, or just wait to see which one goes first and then draft the second guy, because you get a better value, because if Raheem Mostert tweaks his hamstring, uh, Trey Sermon could be a rookie of the year type guy. So I just want a piece of that Shanahan backfield. And at this point in the draft, the I think everyone just is not sure who to take. Right now, Raheem Mostert's number one. I went back and watched some more Raheem Mostert. He is so explosive. I can't remember a running back that... They could outrun an angle like he could in, in the short area. And between the tackles, too, you think you have him tackled as a linebacker. Nope, he's gone. You think you have him tackled as a safety? Nope, he's gone. He, he's pretty special as far as what he can do as an explosive player. Uh, and uh, we'll, we'll see how they divvy up carries there. But I'll go Raheem Mostert here. If I don't get Raheem Mostert in leagues and uh, Trey Sermon is available a little later, I'll draft him, too, because uh, I think you just want a piece of that. And I think they're going to run the ball even more, especially developing their young quarterback if Trey Lance ever gets in there and starts this year.
0: Yeah, great analysis there. To be honest, I mean, I don't have a, a ranking here, but I would have taken Sermon ahead of Mostert, kind of with the the long play in mind, thinking that by week six or so, that's the right pick. But you got to think right off the bat, week one, Mostert's going to lead the team mm-hmm. in carries. And really the best way to look at fantasy is through a very narrow short-term lens and worry about week six of week six, you know, just get to the starting line.
1: <laughs> right. And if you, if you're drafting a keeper league or a, a dynasty, yeah, league, yeah. Uh, Trey Sermon is a nice pick because he doesn't have the immediate cachet that someone like Harris has, or even Javante Williams, but he could pay huge dividends down the road and down the road being week two, potentially, right. Depending on if, if most of it gets dinged up.
0: Absolutely. So We're still rolling along here? This is
1: it. This is the last pick. So this is pick 24, and then I'll give you a chance to name – we'll each name one sleeper we like that we didn't get to draft after that.
0: Okay. I'm going with Mike Davis. Uh, I don't think that's much different than the Montgomery pick. Not sexy. Very little competition and what I think should be a pretty good offense. I think he'll catch balls. I think he'll be a short yardage guy. Um, The Falcons' defense is horrible, and I think Davis is going to have to either – Sustain carries to keep the defense off the field or catch passes late in game to catch up.
1: So that's it. That's the end of our running back draft. The top 24 players I named the top 12 earlier. Here's the the last 12 we just took. Chubb, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Dobbins, Swift, Carson, Sanders, ATN, Henderson, Jacobs, Montgomery, Mostert, and Davis. Matt, do you have any sleepers that you didn't get a chance to draft here that you like that are on Team Williamson in most of your fantasy drafts this year?
0: Zach Moss and a lot of that's just the I am not a Singletary fan and I think Moss was somebody I watched a lot in college you know with Steelers in mind actually thinking you know that they might go a direction like that a year ago it's a year later for them I think he's really good in protection I think he's an underrated receiver Um, I think he's got a chance to be the goal line back obviously that mostly belongs to Josh Allen and I've said this a couple times I just think that the owners in Baltimore and Buffalo might want to tell the coaching staff that Lamar and Allen should probably take a fewer hits if I'm going to give them hundreds of millions of dollars.
1: I like it. Uh, I mentioned Sermon is is an obvious one. I think Javante Williams who we didn't draft would would probably have been my next pick here uh, yeah, for yeah. the Denver Broncos. He does have a veteran there to to steal carries from him but could be the guy potentially even at some point early in the season. How about this one for a sleeper in PPR leagues is Michael Carter, another rookie Mm. for the New York. I've been warming
0: up to him more and more. I almost
1: mentioned him. He might not ever be a guy who carries the load, so maybe not a league winner type. But as far as PPR, he should be involved early in the season. And then you look at the rest of the roster, and it's just like, well, why not just give him all the carries and touches at running back? Because Tevin Coleman... uh, in a Shanahan offense last year, where everyone everyone else is going four and a half, five yards per carry, he he averaged, I think one point eight yards per carry, like yeah, below two, right, be crazy. Right. Like he's done, done. Tevin Coleman is cooked. He's not competition to me. And Lamichael P. Ryan, yeah, he's a you know he'll maybe take some goal line touches, but he's not somebody that I'd be worried about if I was um, drafting Michael Carter or someone who's just going to steal a bunch of carries because he's that good. So Michael Carter is is one I like for a sleeper in PPR leagues.
0: Yeah, really good analysis there, because I 100% agree with it, that they'll probably be losing a lot. Um, I think they have a very big-picture, broad way of looking at this, thinking, you know, let's give the young guys a lot of carries, and Elijah Moore and Vera Tucker and Wilson and all those guys can grow up together and see what you have a year from now. Uh, Carter's a guy I'll own a fair amount.
1: Things do fall off a cliff right after this point when you yeah. stop this draft, though. You know, there's James Robinson and mentioned the rookies there. Uh, it, it gets pretty ugly pretty quick at running back. This is why people draft running backs early, because if you wait too long, uh, you don't have much to choose from.
0: No, I I wonder if Melvin Gordon is the Raheem Mostert um, comp, too. Just that if he's a mm-hmm. week one starter and maybe only get four or five weeks out of to being able to start him, People, I mean, he has a plague. Nobody wants anything to do with Melvin Gordon. You
1: can get him for nothing. <laughs> so yeah. He's free. And who knows? Yeah, maybe right. maybe he starts all year. He's way down here.
0: He's like barely the,
1: the top yeah. 100 of, of uh, fantasy drafts right now.
0: And Dynasty can get him for nothing. I mean, he's not done yet. He might be a starter somewhere else next year.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. Good stuff. That was fun, Matt. I'm, gra- I'm glad you sprung that on me.
0: Yeah, it was fun. I was sitting there thinking five minutes before we went on the air, like, we don't have a ton to talk about. How about this for an
1: idea? And okay, even though you were, even though you were actually probably planning this for weeks, I think I definitely dominated that draft. Uh, I'll, <laughs> I'll put the I'll put the results up for you guys on Twitter at Peacock, at Williamson NFL. You can let us know uh, which group of running backs you liked better, and we'll be back tomorrow right here, Peacock and Williamson.